Hi, this is Crystal. Welcome to the I Am Me podcast. And in this episode, we are going to touch on neutrality. And for a little while, I had been marinating on neutrality, but specifically today, we are going to zoom in to what it means with our emotions. So let's get into it. Alrighty, so I know it's been a while since I've done an episode. It's been over a month, I think, and a lot has happened. And for me, I feel like there has, there's like a huge space between where I left off in the last episode and what I might be touching on today and right now. And for me, that's just a personal experience that I'm having. It doesn't mean that all of what I'm saying isn't strung together or um, has some sort of state of progression. But I find that the deeper and the further along that I go on this journey, um, when I go and kind of brief through older episodes, it's just, to me personally, it's very apparent how the growth looks. And um, I think leaving that trail is super important because it's important for others to see how their processes could look. Um, There's a general idea and a general structure that in order to become better at anything, you have to be in a place where you have less experience. So there is no like knowing it all at all levels. Like you have to be in a space that was lesser than where you were. Even now, I'm in a space that's less than what I'll be in the next moment. So with that being said, we're going to get into neutrality and specifically emotional neutrality. And I've been circling the drain around neutrality in general for a while, waiting to be pulled deeper into a better understanding of how that applies to my journey. And um, in my particular experience, my emotional understanding is tied deeply into my health. And I believe that as human beings, we're all actually connected in that way in saying that what's happening with our physical bodies is determined by what's going on emotionally, which is also determined by what's going on subconsciously. So whatever specific subconscious programs that you may have around certain emotions determines what 
happens within your body and what actually manifests into a physical reaction or response or even symptom at some point. So for me, um, it's, it's been interesting because uh, I have been living with chronic reproductive pain for ever, not ever, but at least um, since I had puberty and I've learned over time that that is not normal. Now, a lot of people believe still that um, that kind of chronic pain is common. Just because something is common does not mean that it's normal. And I think it's very important to reemphasize that. So I'll say that again. Just because something is common does not mean that it is normal. Um, if your body is in a state of neutrality, you're in a state of peace and balance, you're not going to have pain and you're not going to have inflammation and resistance and all of these different things. And um, whether it's uh, pain in, you know, whether it's headaches or whether it's reproductive pain or whether um, you have a gallstone or kidney stone, you know, whether you have heart issues, um, whether you have cancers or cysts or polyps or whatever is going on um, or whatever could be going on, um, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows somebody that has um, something going on with them. But uh, no matter what the situation may be, there's always an emotion tied to that symptom. And underneath that emotion is a program that um, determines what that emotion means within the body. And so that's very important to understand and to um, take several looks at because what I've had to do, and it's very difficult, but what happens is when you get a flare-up of any sort of pain, the last thing you want to do is is contemplate and go down that rabbit hole and figure out what's going on. Usually the first reaction is I need relief and how can I get it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, and slowly but surely, especially within the last year, I've, I've been using those moments of pain to identify what those pain messages are telling me about myself and my emotions but this time around it's taking me deeper into how it's connected to the subconscious programs and what programs I'm actually running uh, within my mind and it's also showing me um, some of the programs that are running within the collective so whatever it is that I bring my awareness to and whatever I relieve within my own body instantaneously and energetically, um, it does have an effect on the collective world as well. Whether the collective world believes in it or not, it still doesn't mean that the, um, the work isn't happening. Um, 
because I've been thinking a lot about evolution the last couple of weeks, and we've evolved whether people believe in that or not, or wherever their subconscious programming allows them to believe around evolution, but the receipts and the facts and the paper trails are there showing through time, showing through history, uh, the different phases of evolution, and a lot of people who, you know, aren't able to see it for what it is, I mean, it's cool, because, you know, they are wherever they are, and that's where they are, but just because someone is in a state of consciousness where they're not able to see and perceive evolution does not mean that it is still not happening and occurring, so again, uh, this applies to wherever an individual is right now, so for myself personally, there are things within my consciousness that maybe I don't believe or can even see or fathom on a subconscious level. I mean, I can tell you that I feel like I know there are things that I can't fathom. And, um, which is why I'm going down this rabbit hole right now in this moment. But there's things that I know that I can't fathom currently as far as like, physical manifestation of whatever um but i know that even though i can't consciously at this particular moment perceive it as a physical manifestation doesn't mean that that thing doesn't exist hopefully that made sense hopefully you can follow me there because um right now i'm in the stage where it's like i have enough an awareness to know what I don't know, which is interesting and a little ironic because it's like, well, how do you have enough awareness to know what you don't know? Like, isn't that a form of knowing? I guess, yeah, I know. But um, the last few days specifically, I've been wrapping my head around or even not wrapping my head around, just kind of sitting with the idea that um, life is on a time release it's almost like it you know we're in a time release capsule you know how if you take certain supplements or whatever um as it's releasing through your body let's just say um you take a probiotic and it's not going to release until it hits your small intestine and then um, like a portion of it is not going to release until it hits your small intestine. And then the next portion of it isn't like the last bit of it isn't going to release until it hits your large intestine or your colon or whatever. But, um, you know, there's things that are meant to happen at a certain, um, marker or milestone of our life. Um, and some of that, it just... You know, it just comes with time. Like you have to go through everything that you've gone through in order to get to that moment. And there's no other way to that specific marker except by going through everything that you went through. So um, there's no skipping the line there in a sense. And it's interesting because um, there's so many different perspectives and what I've been getting myself 
out of and unraveling is that, you know, when people are saying, oh, you can manifest by doing this or manifest by doing that. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, you know, but um, it just depends on where you are. Like, it depends on your degree of resonance with that perception and idea. So that's where we have to let things go in terms of like when people offer their insights and their perspectives. And for whatever reason, if you, uh, you know, you look into it and it's like, oh, that that's not true for where I am doesn't mean that it's not true for somebody else and you you don't dismiss anything that's where we have to become conscious of a state of neutrality and allow whatever beliefs are out there to just be whatever they are without categorizing and throwing stuff into oh that's the thing that works and that's the thing that doesn't um kind of getting into a mind space of just letting shit go in terms of like okay what you believe right now in this second may not be what you believe 30 seconds from now and letting that be the case and just letting that go um for me specifically i've known that most of my life has been wrapped around clinging to ideas and just clinging in general who knows why but um clinging for security clinging for absolutes and so um in all of the moments of my life where i felt like maybe i couldn't cling to anything physically because my life was spent and built upon so much movement and a lot of different forms of instability that the only way that I felt like I could establish stability was to create ideas or to discover ideas that I felt like resonated and then I just clung on to those things and um having the hindsight to see what that actually is it's just like oh okay cool like that's how that happened and that's really helpful for where I am right now in this moment because um, kind of knowing why why you were doing something helps to further unravel you from the patterns that had established those things in the in the first place and getting oneself more into a state of neutrality. All right. So some things that I was writing down earlier, um, which I thought was interesting because the first time that I contemplated on it and I looked at it and then I felt into it, I was just like, wow. It, it makes sense. And yet there's a part of me, it's weird because it's like when I receive new information, from like a new paradigm, it's like 
there's a part of me that resonates with it and knows that it's true and then there's the other part of me which i'm releasing within myself that's like oh like i don't know about that you know what i'm saying it's like that dichotomy and um so emotions do not define the state of anything Emotions do not define the state of anything. So when we are sad or when we're angry, I think it's very easy and it's been a subconscious patterning within the human experience to associate every emotion with an event, thing, or idea. And the truth is, is that emotions are simply energy. They don't actually define anything. If you took away the meaning and you took away the stories behind everything in life, and you just put all the stories away and you just zoomed in on emotions, all you're going to see is that crying is just crying. Sadness is just sadness. Anger is just anger. Unworthiness is just unworthiness. Shame is just shame. Regret is just regret. That's all it is. And no matter what's going on, because emotions generally show up within situations and circumstances, what we see is that when emotions show up during situations and circumstances, there is a program, a subconscious program within ourselves that says, attach that emotion to this event in some way. And that's a portion of our distorted ego that's doing that. So when you get clear with your ego and you're like, hey, oh, this is what it is, then the ego can know moving forward, okay, we're not going to attach emotions to circumstances anymore. We're gonna work on letting that go then it happens less that the anguish and the disappointment and the dwelling on certain events that we perceived were around specific emotions. Emotions are very instantaneous and as quick as they come, they leave. But a lot of people think, well, nah, because I broke up with so-and-so and that shit had me feeling some type of way. Yeah, but the bro the breakup happened how many months ago, right? Okay, and you're still feeling some type of way? You, the only reason you're feeling some type of way about the breakup and perhaps that person is because there's a program within you that says, cling on to this emotion through this situation. There's something that just like is running you to feed that and to hold on to that energy. And you don't actually have to. And the only way that you realize that you don't have to do that is to come into an awareness of it. But when you're in it, you don't have the awareness of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you get to that place? Um, and that's why I feel like 
I do this podcast is because there's specific circumstances in my life that lead me to these ideas and theories and and revelations. And if we as human beings, if we're not sharing these aspects of our personal experience, then how are other humans supposed to know what's possible for them? You know? And I think a lot of what we reflect as human beings in this lifetime is is based on reflecting to one another what is going on within our individual experience. Again, so we can see the different ways that it's showing up and so that we can allow ourselves to open up to understanding, you know, what the possibilities around infinite, the word and idea infinite actually means. Because I think a lot of, um, you know, infinite is a word that is within our vocabulary to some degree and people know what that is. Like, oh, that's infinite. Like, well, love is infinite. But do people really believe that, you know? And um, if we did, then our life wouldn't necessarily reflect so much restriction and and challenge in our life but on a very innate higher self super deep level we know all that is and we know the infinite spaces of all that is um, even if we're not aware of it but everything that we know is within us, despite the state of consciousness that we are currently living in. And that's another thing that came up this past week, too, was just like reminding myself specifically that even though I'm experiencing a specific state of restriction, and I'm very aware that I'm in a specific state of restriction, and that I know that... Um, things are constantly being revealed to me and I constantly feel lighter and I'm constantly evolving and opening up um, is that there's always going to be something that I don't know. That's the reality of, of it, of this lifetime. So, um, you know, ex- as exciting as it could be to try to know as much as you can, I've also come to this realization as well through my experiences with physical chronic pain is just understanding that um, the pain has a way of, I feel like pain intentionally tries to draw us back into our reality, like our real, real reality. The reality that we're not paying attention to most of the time, which is our subconscious programming. Like, pain is trying to draw us into the root causes of that pain that actually affects all these other aspects of our lives. A lot of times, humans are running around, it's like, oh, I'm in pain, but then they're not addressing it, they're deflecting it, they're um, taking something to, air quote, relieve it, 
and then they go about their life. But what does that mean? They go about their life, but they're not actually looking at the pain, which means they're not looking at the root cause of it, which means they're not looking at the programming that's running all the different elements and variables that are creating that pain in the first place to try to get that person to be aware of something that needs to evolve within them. Uh, pain, I feel like, is is a form of like a greater revolutionary or evolutionary state of, of being. And going back to emotions um, and the fact that emotions, and I say fact as in like it doesn't have to be, but it is, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I say it very lightly um, because like I said before, about perspectives and perception is that what's true for you is going to be true for you wherever you are. So anything that isn't true for you or anything that you don't agree with, if you are in a balanced state or a state of neutrality, it won't matter to you. What you don't agree with won't matter to you and you won't give your attention to it naturally. Naturally, it won't concern you. So you won't have to spend time resisting it. You won't have to spend time resisting others' ideas around it. Um, so emotions don't make anything more good or bad unless your subconscious runs a program that specifically believes it. Without programming, emotions are neutral. And I think I touched on this before, but I want to run that again. Without the programming, without the subconscious programming within your mind, the emotions that you experience are neutral. Think about that. Without the meaning given to those emotions, without the events tied to those emotions, your emotions are neutral. So let's go back to the example of the breakup because this, you know, this happens a lot with relationships, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, whether you're dealing with family or friends or uh, partners, romantic partners and things like that. Those emotional experiences are providing you opportunities and situations to see what is and a lot of people don't realize that because they're you know they're deep <laughs> within um not only the experience but whatever programs are currently running within that experience and um when you get to a space where you can understand or you resonate more with the idea that um you know Without the programming, emotions are neutral. You can see that, like, if someone you care about lets you down or disappoints you, um, or you break up as a result of XYZ, perhaps you can reestablish with the fact of knowing that like, okay, emotions are, emotions are neutral. 
So this person broke up with me and how do I feel about it? Okay. I feel sad. I feel disappointed. I feel lost. All these emotions are coming up within this experience. However, instead of fighting it, I'm just going to let the crying happen. I'm going to let the sadness happen. I'm going to let the anger happen. And I'm not going to feed those emotions through reasons, justification, or explanation. I'm just going to let those emotions be what they are. So whenever I'm going to cry, I'm just going to cry. Whenever I feel angry, I'm just going to feel angry. Um, whenever I feel sad, I'm just going to feel sad. I'm not going to replay the scenarios. I'm not going to um, build mental interpretations within the mind around what led to the breakup or to the separation. I'm no longer going to try to justify anything that I believe was the cause of the separation or the breakup. The truth is things begin when they begin and things end when they end. If you take out the reasoning, if you take out the meaning, and if you take out the stories around all of it, everything that happens in life, if you just snatched out the stories, snatched out the vocabulary, snatched out the belief systems and the programming, what do you have when you take all the stories out of a situation? You have neutrality. Another way to look at it is this. So if you're familiar with the Sims game, that story or that game, that game can have a story based on what you do, what actions and what meanings you put in to the game. So for Sims... Um, depending on which game you have, I guess. I mean, I haven't played it a whole bunch, but my niece has. She's she's had like all the Sims games. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is that like she had her characters. So she created her characters the way that she wanted to each time. And she gave her characters a story. And then she built other characters. And then sometimes within her story, she she would have her character and another character have a relationship and they would have a baby and it would just, so she created a storyline within the game and that's how I think about life. If without her creating the story, without her sitting there from moment to moment and deciding, okay, well, this character is going to do this and that character is going to do that and we'll see what's what's going to happen and how they react and yada yadas. If you took all of those options out of this game and this perception of the human experience, it's just neutrality. It's nothing. So you, if you take out the emotions, imagine going through a day of your life And you took out the stories to everything that happened.
and things would still happen as they were. But I mean, like stories as in the subconscious um, programs that are connected to emotions that create reactions and responses within you. That's what I mean. But let's just say you get up today, you go about your day, you're doing your thing. Let's just say you get into a car accident. And then in the middle of the accident, you're saying you're you're looking at the situation, you're like, oh my gosh. Whew, I I was shocked that that happened. And I wasn't expecting that. I'm a little flustered. But I'm okay. And you don't create a story around that. You don't think about what's next after that. You only just sit there in the moment. And you're just like, okay, this is where I'm at now. Boom. Okay. AAA comes. Helps you. You get the insurance info from the other driver. You sort out the situation from moment to moment to moment to moment. You don't go over there. You don't blame the driver. You guys don't get into an altercation. You don't do any of that stuff. You just go through the motions. And then you wrap up the accident situation and you move about your day and you go on to the next thing. And then you figure out, you're like, okay, well, so I wasn't expecting the accident. So what am I going to do from here? And then you decide that, okay, I'm going to maybe read a book or do some writing or do some work online or something. And maybe that was different than what you had initially planned throughout the day. Because I know a lot of people plan their day, but... Maybe it changed the course of your plans for that day. And because you are in a, in a state of understanding that emotions are neutral, you just go with the flow. You're like, you know what? The plan that I had was squash, but that's cool. I'm just going to move along to something else. I'm just going to follow my intuition. So you go to the next thing and you do that. And you go to the next thing and you do that. And you go to the next thing and you do that. And whether or not something good or, um, I don't want to, well, good or bad, we'll just say it, good or bad. And again, good or bad is based on perception. But even when you say good or bad, at this point, the way that I perceive it is neutral. And so when I say good or bad, it's everything. They're both the same as far as I'm concerned. But it takes a certain level of awareness to understand that. Whereas, like, you say this to somebody specifically who, who emotionally perceives good and bad as, like, oh, good feels this way because yada, 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 and bad feels this way because of yada, yada, yada. They're running a program that's attached to their perception around what is physically good and what is physically bad. But if you take away that story, that perception, um, that meaning around what's good and what's bad, both good and bad are the same. Which means good and bad are neutral. Which means good and bad mean absolutely nothing. So good and bad can mean everything and nothing at the same time. So, um, with that being said, uh, I know I was at a point in that story. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and go with it and move along from that. Um, okay. So without the programming, emotions are neutral. Subconscious programming determines what emotions are. Again, subconscious programming determines what emotions are. That means whatever meaning you give to an emotional event, that is what makes it what it is. 
The breakup isn't what is making you fucked up. The disappointment isn't making you what's like feeling some type of way. Crying isn't making you any type of way. We're not blaming our emotions anymore. We're realizing that our emotions are just the medium in which our programming shows up. Let me say that again. Our emotions are the medium. They are the energy in which our programming shows up. So your programming can show up in a lot of different ways to show you what you believe about that emotion. Your programming will show up in a lot of ways to show you what you actually believe about your emotions, but if you don't have any awareness of it, you're always going to associate a specific emotion with a specific event or thing, and you're not actually going to tie it to the story, you're not actually going to tie it to the subconscious program, you're just going to think that like crying is bad and anger is bad, but it's not. Think of emotions. I mean, emotions are energy, right? But think of, um, if I guess if you could make it physical, think of emotions as vessels. Again, um, or a capsule, or a book. And again, for those emotions to have meaning, you have to, if it's a book, you have to write down what the story is within that emotion. If it's a capsule, an emotional capsule, you have to put into that capsule all the things that make that emotion, that emotion to you. So that's a, that's a personal thing. There is no overall universal understanding and meaning behind emotions. Emotions are just emotions. Literally, they are just a result of a certain kind of energy. Emotions are energy. That's it. They just flow through and roll out. They don't mean anything. They just flow through and roll out. So as we look at our more enjoyable emotions like joy and happiness and excitement, a lot of times we don't think about that, but it's like, well, well, it, it feels nice to kind of, you know, um, dissect and unravel the fact that crying and anger and frustration can be neutral. But then people don't want to neutralize the joy, the happiness, the excitement, or the love that they feel. You got to neutralize everything. Everything has to be on an even playing field in order for everything to be in balance. You're not losing anything when you neutralize the joy, the excitement, the happiness. People want to neutralize everything that they perceive as bad, but they don't want to neutralize everything that they perceive as positive as well. So they cling to the positive. You can't cling to the positive without misinterpreting the negative or keeping the perceived negative in an imbalance. So a lot of, you know, people say, oh, you got to, you know, just be positive, just be positive. That doesn't work. You can allow positive things to be, but you must also allow negative things to be as they are. 
And I'm just saying positive and negative just to identify those two different polarities in the spectrum. But again, all of that shit doesn't mean anything because they're all neutral. Why? Because they're all energies showing up as different manifestations or interpretations or different expressions of that. Crying is the same as joy. Only if you allow it to be within your perception. How do you do that? Well, you got to clear the programming around it. You cannot demonize anger and frustration and then praise joy and love. They have to be on an equal playing field or else you're going to experience judgment, prejudice, and resistance in this lifetime. So, with that being said, um, I just want to offer quickly, perhaps, um, when emotions do come up, what's something that maybe we could ask ourselves to try to unravel the subconscious programming within us. And uh, I guess one thing I would ask would be, what meaning do I run as a subconscious program around this emotion? You know, like if I'm really feeling some type of way or like, let's just say today um, I'm crying, which actually a couple days ago I was crying. And then the first thing I asked myself now, just automatically, why am I crying? And then the answer that came up was like, nothing. It was like no reason, no story, no program, no nothing came up. And that is actually what led me to this podcast episode is that that was a prime example of the state of being that I am coming into as of now. And it was the one moment that is helping me to recognize within all of the different emotional moments, not just the moment when I was crying for no reason, um, but it needed to happen through the crying so that I could understand that, okay, whenever there's anger or frustration, I can ask myself, you know, what program do I have or what meaning or belief do I have around this, what I'm feeling right now? And to take a look at that program. Our awareness needs to see the program specifically. This happens a lot when I have to um, answer emails. There were a couple times this week where I just had to ignore. I had to ignore a lot of emails because there was a lot of frustration and anger coming up. And... I saw myself literally getting into a full-blown internal brawl. And there was a part of me that was like this close to externalizing and projecting that out with a reply email. And Spirit was like, nope, we're not doing that. You, you're very much allowed to hash this entire thing out through this email as a draft, but you cannot send this you can't put it out into your reality why because everything in your external reality is a reflection of what is going on internally so if you push that shit out there 
into your external reality with the subconscious belief that, you know what, I'm going to tell these people what's up because I'm tired of their fuckery. Well, there's the program right there, right? What are you really tired of? I'm talking to myself. It's like, what, what, why, why do you feel tired? What are you feeling tired of? What's going on here? What is it within yourself that you need to see about this frustration? Because if you took the frustration away, what they're doing doesn't matter. What they're doing is completely irrelevant. And it, you know, for some, I'm not, I'm not saying that like once you hear this, it's going to automatically make sense and it's going to be relevant. No, it takes time. And it's a practice. It really is a practice. Because the minute you understand or see a little bit of anything that resonates in this area, it's going to help you to identify in your situations along the way a little bit more and a little bit more. You're going to become a little bit more aware and a little bit more aware. And then eventually you're going to be in a state of being where you can identify automatically throughout your day. Okay. What's what's happening in neutrality versus what needs my awareness for it to be seen, what needs to be cleared? So, um, yeah, anytime that you feel polarized around any emotion... Anytime that you feel polarized, uh, anytime that you just feel some type of way and you feel like you're about to react or respond, that's the moment you always need to stop yourself to reevaluate and, um, and I think once you're able to kind of like practice those things within yourself and and see what's going on within your personal perception around it, you're able to then kind of flip and see, like, you know, how much space or how much do you allow others to be wherever they are? So it's like asking yourself, do I allow others' emotions to happen naturally or do I react with a meaning of judgment? And I think that, like, when you take the time to see what's going on with yourself, it happens automatically that you will notice that you've created space to allow people to be wherever they are emotionally. Like people can wall out or people can cry or people can be frustrated in front of you. And it actually doesn't affect you. Like you're able to hold space for them and not judge them for acting all crazy and shit. (laughs) You know? So, um... That's something that I'm currently figuring out and marinating on. But I did feel the need to touch on it right now as I'm going through it. And, um, you know, I know that things are constantly going to be revealed. And this is uh, a special time, at least for me, in, in navigating clarity on how things are trying to help me in my life. Even when it seems like resistance challenge or physical chronic pain, 
anything that is coming up triggering you in those forms of like emotional triggers or physical triggers or mental triggers, they are their lessons. All of it is a lesson. All of it needs your awareness. And all of those things are going to help you learn something about your experience that is going to liberate you in some way. It's going to take you to the next level. Or it's going to open you up in some sort of way. So, um, and again, how those things show up in the external reality is always a reflection of what's going on within. The most important thing is to realize that no matter how it's showing up, we have to ask ourselves a neutral question around why it's like, oh, why is this showing up for me? Not make any perceptions or judgments around it. Just kind of be like, okay, I know this is causing me resistance. Please show me why this is showing up. What is it that I need to see within me in order to resolve this energy? So, um, I know this was a little bit long, but I feel like there was a lot, a lot to marinate on. And I'll probably have to listen to myself um, a couple more times to take in what I've what I've said because a lot of it was just kind of like uh, it's like stream of consciousness, you know. So with that, I hope everyone is having a beautiful February as we get closer to spring months. I'm gonna stay in this moment though. (laughs) It's hard, but uh, uh, sometimes that that wave of spring is just like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. It's like, oh, let me just try to stay where I am right now in this moment, yeah. But um, I hope everything is, is well with you all and until next time.